Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people who proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, this week, I'm not speaking to Rotarians, or am I? Actually, I'm speaking to Rotaractors. And before the interview starts, I have a question for all my Rotary friends, especially the ones over 50. I want you to keep these questions in your mind as you listen to today's podcast. Number one, are Rotaractors really Rotarians? Number two, do Rotaractors pay dues? And if so, should they? Hmm. And third, what's your relationship with Rotaract? Do you even know a Rotaractor? Seriously, you guys. Maybe this is a conversation that's well overdue. That is, this is a conversation about Rotaract. And I'm so glad you joined me this week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. As usual, it is awesome that you've come back to the podcast to listen to us again. This week, I'm going off that youth vote again. Uh, if you listened to last week, we we uh, heard about a fellowship that was really getting uh, into the surfer language and literally had interactors and rotor actors that were joining that club and joining that experience faster than anywhere else. And I was asking Brett if he knew a language that the rest of Rotary and Rotary International just doesn't speak. And to continue that conversation this week, I've decided to bring uh, to the podcast three guests that are all Rotaractors, and they represent a group of Rotaractors here in the 5050 district, and they're going to um, maybe crack open the doors of why there is a disconnect between Interact and being 55 years old and on our way to retirement and joining Rotary. Where is that 30 years in there? And these guys seem to be able to know uh, where it is, or they'd least like to tell us how we can join you, or, or what what can we speak? Hey guys, how are you? Good. <laughs> so go around. We'll we'll stop. Start with Phoenix. Go around the the loop here and introduce and tell our audience who you are and where you're from. So my name is Phoenix, and I am part of the Rotor Rock Club of the Fraser Valley. I'm a charter member since 2014. Outside of my club, I'm the District Rotaract Chair, the District RILA Chair, and I sit on the um, Rotary International Committee for Rotaract, and I'm also an Assistant Rotary Coordinator for Zone 28. Well, you're just rather an overachiever now, aren't you? (laughs) 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 All right, representing the men today from Everett, Washington, I should add. Go for it. Hi, um, I'm Billy. I'm the president of the Snohomish County Rotaract Club here in uh, Washington. I'm also the co-district Rotaract representative for District 5050. Um, I'm a charter member of my club. We chartered uh, when I was just 17 in 2017, um, and we've been doing great ever since. And yeah. And last but not least. Um, my name is Jamie. I am the president of the Tri-Cities Rotaract Club. I've been a part of the club since 2017. I am as well the co-DRR for District 5050, and this is my second year doing so. Um, I sit on the RILA committee as well as the Yale committee. Wow. So I am some overachievers. Okay, now here's, now I was always told by my mama never to ask how old somebody is, but I'm going to throw you all under the bus. I would like to know all of your ages. 
So I'm 29. 29, okay. Um, I'm 20 years old. Okay. And I'm 22. All right. So you are that sweet spot that we seem, in my opinion, to lose. That 10, 15 years, I think, between 19 and 35 to 40 that we lose Rotarians. Because you are Rotarians. I think that's another thing. Do you guys, do you guys, do you guys think, think of yourselves as Rotarians with different names? Do you think of yourselves as Rotarians? You know, I think for me, that has kind of changed over the years that I've been involved with Rotary. So when I first started, I definitely didn't think that I was a Rotarian. Um, Okay. um, What I mean by that is, I mean, I would get asked by um, people in my sponsoring clubs, you know, what do you do? Or like, what are you studying in school? Or um, questions like that. And um, they had no idea that I was actually a young um, working professional. And I hadn't been in school for for years, right? And so- wow. there's that stigma where um, Rotarians have this idea that all Rotary actors are students and that's not the case. Right. And so I feel like that is kind of um, a barrier that we have to overcome on an individual basis where um, there's that perception and we have to overcome that. So do you think you're respected less? Like I know, I mean, do you think, yeah. I mean, cause you're, you're young whippersnappers. You're just not respected as much. I, I think it's, it kind of comes across as we just don't have that experience, right? So uh, it's where, you know, at, at 23, I've had a lot of life experience. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, I appear young. And so the, it, it just doesn't come across that, you know, I know what I'm talking about. And so I think for some Rotarians, um, when they hear of Rotor Act, they, they, they don't associate that someone who's 20 has been able to accomplish all these different things in their life. So with that stigma, then what, what is your guys's all, all four of you or all three of you on this one? Um, what was your earliest recollection of Rotary? Like how did you even get involved with being in Rotary? Did you start it as interactors? Did you start actually as Rotary actors? Which one? Um, I think for myself, I didn't know about Rotary whatsoever. Um, I don't come from a Rotary family or I never knew a Rotarian. Um, I found out through some friends doing a youth camp. And then I went to that youth camp um, as a facilitator. So I wasn't even going there to be in the camp, but I was a facilitator and I had no idea what Rotary was, but I just knew that they were running it. And I had seen the logo on like telephone Everybody knows poles. the wheels. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the telephone <laughs> pole wheels like around the cities and stuff. And, um, but I had no idea what their purpose was and what they did. Um, and so I found out just through people. And then I got involved after attending Ryla myself um, and got involved with the Tri-Cities Rotaract Club. But um, yeah, I just, my earliest recollection was seeing the sign and the wheel, but never knowing what it meant. What about you, Billy? Um, well, I was actually, I was really lucky to grow up in kind of a Rotary family. Uh, my father and my grandfather are both uh, Rotarians. And so when I was a kid on Wednesday mornings, if I didn't have school, I'd always be there at their meetings. Uh, my dad would pay for my breakfast and I would hang out and meet all the Rotarians and get to see what they're doing. Um, I got to go to a lot of service projects with them when I was a kid. Um, and then I kind of, you know, backed away from it for a while when I was in high school, didn't have that much of the connection to Rotary. And then um, I had the opportunity to make my Rotaract club uh, in Snohomish County. And here we are three years later going strong. It's kind of, you know, to answer your question about, do I feel like a Rotarian? 
Um, as a kid, I felt like a little Rotarian and then I felt like a Rotaractor for a while. And now I'm kind of feeling both as we're kind of included into more and more of these circles and these discussions and uh, taken more seriously as, you know, young Rotarians. Mm-hmm. And what's, what would be an, so I would say a traditional or what is thought of as a Rotary meeting, you go in and it's either at breakfast or lunch. My particular Rotary group, we, we are a cocktail Rotary group. So we meet at cocktail hour and we have had uh, members as young as uh, 25 and as old as 86 now and still a member. Um, but it's, it's kind of a traditional way we run things. You have some type of happy thought and you go have director's reports. Is a Rotaract meeting the same or is it different? It, it's very different. It is different. How is it different? Um, I think... You know, while, while the atmosphere is very similar in the fact that, you know, um, people want to be there because they want to um, connect and have that fellowship, um, I think Rotaract is, is definitely more relaxed in its traditions. And so while we do have certain formalities, we don't, we don't track attendance because um, we don't have to report attendance. There's not as much of an onus in terms of if you don't show up for a meeting, that's okay, right? Um, so we're a lot more flexible in that sense. Um, and I think that is very inviting for people um, our age, right? Because we want to just be able to connect with each other and, and do good in the world, but, but not be restricted by um, traditions or processes that kind of st- stick us in a box, I guess. Now, I've noticed that there's quite a few clubs now that are not doing attendance. I know our group doesn't. We also don't do fines anymore. And I'm wondering if it's, you know, if internationally, maybe we should be looking more at the way Rotaract runs a group. I mean, is it time for for some of these stodgy old traditions to kind of go by the wayside a little bit? I think there's a few that, there's a few things when you go into a Rotary meeting that are kind of overwhelming. Um, I know for myself, when I first walked into a Rotary meeting, I was um, the president of my Rotaract club for the first time. And I'd also just joined my Rotaract club. So I was just thrown into all of this stuff. And I was like, (laughs) oh, like they take this very seriously. Like I walked in the door and had to put a name tag on and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, did the happy dollars and everything. And I was like, oh, okay. I, (laughs) so, I mean, to me, I think some of it's overwhelming as a new person to it. So I think if somebody has experience in Rotary, it might not be as overwhelming to walk into a a Rotary meeting, but for Mm -hmm. somebody coming in and for fresh faces, I think some of it is daunting. Um, Yeah. And so that's maybe why 20 somethings aren't walking through our door. It just is just too, I mean, Billy, you're kind of spoiled. You said you knew, you knew about your dad used to buy you breakfast and you knew about all these things. But if you walked into a Rotary group and saw all those name tags and you have to pay 10 bucks to say something, I mean, is it just old and fogey? (laughs) It's actually, I think it was more of a transition for me to get used to Rotaract meetings. I mean, our first one as a club was in the back of, you know, some coffee shop in Everett, uh, just kind of sitting around a big table and discussing stuff. It was a big, you know, change for me as far as what what a Rotary meeting looks like, you know. Um, I've come to find a lot more 
comfort and you know relaxation in the meetings that we run and I look forward to them every week just like any Rotarian does but it's nice to go there and not expect to you know kind of shell out some money for a meal or you know have to sit through a lot of stuff where we can kind of just be together as friends and experience that fellowship and that growth that we do together um, on our own terms and what works for us you know. So then what is being a Rotarian or a Rotaractor what does it mean to you to be that? Loaded question for any Rotarian, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can speak from my experience that, you know, we've all had our Rotary moments and the stuff that uh, that happens to us, be it through service or being our personal life that kind of reinstills what Rotary means to us. If it's service above self, if it's practicing the four-way test and everything you do inside and outside of Rotary, or if it's even just uh, um, that fellowship that you have, those friends that you make along the way. Um, I think it's all very valuable in itself and it's more of a holistic approach to enjoying Rotary. Yeah, for myself, I think um, what stuck with me being in Rotary is really the motto, service above self. Mm-hmm. And that's what that kind of means to me is being a Rotaractor and a Rotarian is the service above self. So the reason I stick around and the reason I enjoy it so much is that we're able to get together and have all these amazing ideas and things that we come up with as a group and then to actually go and implement it. Um, I know like the Guatemala project that our Rotaractors did last summer was incredible for so many of us um, and really was a great way for us to get to do international service hands-on and it, um, that's really why I love it so much is being able to give back and do that service above self. I think, you know, adding on to what Jamie said, for me, it's, it's all of that, but it's also knowing that um, there, there's pride in being part of an organization that is worldwide and is, is so well known and established for the work that it does. And um, being able to just have access to that network and be able to connect with someone around the world that you've never met, but know instantly you have that connection of Rotary and um, you know you're going to get along with them. You said a lot about connecting with others, and I think when Rotary first started, the traditional Rotary was almost more business-oriented. So these, especially when men were only in it, most of the meetings were in the morning because you went, you met with fellow Rotarians, and they were almost like a chamber of commerce kind of thing. And then you went off to work, and, you know, there you went. I'm sensing with a lot of Rotaract groups that it's really more about the service above self, that the, that you guys are really joining this because you want it. It's a way to make a difference, not get your next lead in business. Is that true? A hundred percent. You know, okay. I think um, the, the people that join really want to be able to give back. I mean, that's why I joined. Um, mm-hmm. I really wanted to be able to give back to my community and um, Rotaract was a great outlet for me to do that because we get to choose what we want to do, what we want to work on. And then, you know, having these connections is a wonderful byproduct of being in, in Rotary. So Rotary G has nothing to do with business. Almost like it's foundations that, that you guys, you guys, when you guys head forth, it's really about the service. It's not about the, and the, the personal connections, not necessarily the business connections. Is that, that kind yeah. of a, everybody in agreement? Yeah. Yeah, I think right now, like, for me, where I'm at in my life, it's not about that. I mean, not to say that it couldn't be about that later on, like, if I was ever, 
you know, interested in a job or something and I knew a Rotarian, but that's, you know, the connection mm-hmm. is really important for that. Right. So I think for me, it's not, it's just about seeing people that I enjoy being around and are passionate about the same things and being able to relate to others around my age. And of course you guys have said service above self a lot and which is great. I love that motto, but it's also based on that four way test. So as rotor actors, and I, I think this is definitely a softball question, but I am very interested in knowing what the four-way test means to you guys. Is it more, you guys come in from it from a more esoteric way, or do you come to the four-way test as a more business way? I've got them all thinking here. <laughs> do, 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 do. I can say I mean, that I- I've gotten very well or very much into the practice of applying it to not only the decisions I'm making as, you know, in leadership roles in Rotary, but as well in my personal life about decisions not about, you know, what I'm doing, how it involves other people and stuff like that. I think it's, it's a really great way to uh, reflect on the choices you're making, the things you're doing and what you're saying um, and mm-hmm. always make sure that it's going to be uh, putting forward motion into your life and uh, helping those around you rather than kind of building up a wall. Forward motion. I like that. What about you? What about the other two of you? What is the, what does the four-way test mean to you guys and how do you use it in your lives? I feel like it's a really good check and balance for, um, for me personally. And, you know, it's funny because it's kind of, it comes up a lot in conversation, um, as a joke, right? So like a lot of people will be like, Oh, like, is that the truth or anything like that? Uh, of that right. But right. I think you know, there, there's always, um, there's always meaning behind it, even if it comes up as a joke. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it really makes you like stop and think, Oh, wait, like, should I actually be thinking about this more? Right. Even if it is a joke, right. I think it's really, um, there's, it always finds a way in conversation. Um, so I think it's always kind of one of those things that's in the back of your mind. Um, and it's something that you can kind of just use as a guiding principle. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Yeah, I think, at this point, I've heard it a lot of times and everything that I've gone to, every conference, every meeting, you know, it just comes up all the time. And I think, to be honest, it's not something I've found in my personal life that I've reflected on a lot. I think like Phoenix said, it comes up, you know, as a joke sometimes or, um, or you hear it. But I think it does allow you to pause for that reflection often. But for mm-hmm. myself... Honestly, I don't know if I could say that I think about it too often outside of Rotary meetings and outside of the really? stuff that I'm involved in with Rotary. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, then, all right. So then I'm, we're going to switch a little topic then. What do you think? What do you think or what is your impression, I should say, of the average Rotary group? Not Rotaract group, but... I know you guys all have, and, and this is a safe space, give or take the thousands of people listening to your voice right now. Um, like, what is, what is Rotaract's impression of an average Rotarian? Look at how silent they are. <laughs> I think it's hard to go off of, like, an average because, I mean, for me, I feel like I've met so many different personalities in Rotarians. Um, You know, there's few that I've met that are very serious about it. And then there's few that are like down to 
you know, understand Rotaract and really want to kind of get to know us. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I really have an average. I feel like it's just a jumble of so many different Rotarians that I've met. And I don't know if you could put them all in one box kind of thing. I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what I would say. Yeah. What if somebody asked you, so if, if I wasn't in Rotary, how would you describe the older people, the Rotarians compared to the Rotaractors? Um, I, I think for me, I would describe them as passionate people. And so regardless if I um, know them well or like have been able to um, meet them on a one-on-one -on -one basis, I think that, you know, the Rotarians that I've met, they're all very passionate about the projects that they're working on. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what carries them through in, in staying with Rotary is because they're able to fulfill the projects that they do, right? And so if, if someone's in Rotary that isn't able to um, kind of make their mark, um, then that's where we lose them. And so in my experience, you know, Rotarians who are very passionate are very um, full of life and, and eager to explore all things of Rotary, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's more about educating them about what Rotaract is and opening that, that, that conversation to, you know, Rotary is more than just like community service or whatever your focus is in Rotary. Yeah. Well, then how can you, how can we speak your language? I mean, how can we, I mean, cause I know I, I can only speak for my club, but I have been to some definitely more, I'll say more conservative clubs that have those, uh, the fines and have, you know, like I said, ours meets at a cocktail time and we don't have fines and we do have dues, but we don't have attendance. So there's obviously those are some Rotaract things that we're bringing into our club. And consequently, we took on 11 new members last year. So it was like, is that, is that part of the formula to get more people to move into Rotary just a few tweaks of those old traditional things in a meeting? I'd say that, you know, when getting to learn our language, as you said, um, the first step is always giving us a seat at the table so that we can kind of get to know you and you can get to know us. But I think a bigger step to that is taking a seat at our table um, and uh, getting to understand how we look at things and what our perspective is on Rotary and uh, what it is in the modern day to us. Um, as you mentioned before, Rotary, off Rotary clubs offer a lot of different things as services to their members, be it um, the fellowship, the networking through business, um, service uh, in your community, different aspects like that. Um, you get to connect with Rotarians that vary upon those different um, aspects of their club. Whereas when it comes to Rotaract, I feel like um, leadership opportunities and development as well as service are the two main um, vernaculars we use and how we communicate with each other and how we do our work. And so just bridging that gap as much as possible and sharing what we know about Rotary and how we experience it individually with each other um, is going to help us all grow more in our clubs as, as we go on. Are you guys all meeting on Zoom? So if, if I wanted to or other Rotarians wanted to hop into a Rotaract meeting, it's a Zoom yeah. Yeah, we had, the, we had a Rotarian join our meeting last night, um, had some incredible insight to give us. We had some amazing conversations and 
we love doing that. We love interacting with other Rotarians, be them in Rotaractor, Rotary or Interact even. And then how long can you be a Rotaractor? I always forget the, the ending date. So this has changed um, as okay. of actually. So there's no upper age limit to Rotaract. So while clubs can establish their own age limit, um, the, the 30 year um, mark has been removed. So um, this offers a lot more flexibility for people who are not yet ready to trans transition into Rotary um, and still want to be part of the Rotary family through Rotaract. And do you guys still pay dues and do that kind of stuff? Yeah. So right. um, our due structures varies from club to club. And I mean, at, at present, we don't pay um, dues to RI. So um, any dues that we do pay just cover our club administrative costs. So, okay. So I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm learning here tonight too. So it sounds like there are a lot of business things that we could learn from you guys to kind of chill out a little bit as the older generation. And those are my words. Um, and you guys want to serve more, do necessarily business less, be more social, give more back, but you don't give to RI. And so do you think that's the big push that's not having Rotaractors become Rotary members? Is it the dues? I don't think so. Um, and I mean, in 2022, um, Rotaract clubs are actually going to start paying dues per capita. So um, for community clubs, it's $8 US per member. And okay. then um, university-based clubs, it's $5 per member. So um, I mean, I think there there is a need for, for Rotaract to start um, paying these dues um, because with with this comes more greater support from Rotary International um, at their head office. And I think it also um, allows clubs to feel more um, part of Rotary as a whole, right? Because now they're actually having um, an exchange, right, for um, services. And so, um, but there's flexibility with members in that if, the club decides the club can pay the dues and not pass that along to members. And so really that comes down to a club level decision on, on how they want to approach that. Maybe that's where us Rotarians have gotten it wrong. When you, when we started this conversation, you said at 29 years old, even though you look younger and take advantage of that, my dear, <laughs> even though you look younger that you have not been treated in, and I'll use in my language, respected as much that you were thought you were still in school. And so therefore there was kind of a less, lesser than attached to it. Could it be because you guys have not um, paid dues and now that you are going to pay dues, will that now open the eyes of us Rotarians that would make you, in my opinion, equal, separate, but equal. I mean, I think there's always going to be that stigma um, regardless if we pay dues or not, because I think you're just kind of changing that conversation. Whereas like, I mean, why are you only having to pay $5? I mean, if you want to be equal, why aren't you paying now as us? Right. And so I think gotcha. there's always going to be um, that, I guess, push and pull in terms of like, if you want to be equal, you got to be paying the same price. But I think you also have to think about where people are in their lives, right? We can't necessarily afford a $250 a year bill 
to be part of an organization when we can be in Rotaract for $20 a year. Right. So why don't we have more Rotaract groups? There, there's your net. There's, there's the, if we wanted a two hour podcast, we could start with there, but why are there, why are there not more? I mean, if it is only, you're saying 25 bucks a year, you're saying you could do those international projects. You can do local projects. You can be service above self. You can feel camaraderie. Why do we not have fricking oodles of <laughs> Rotaract clubs all over the world? Someone once uh, referred to, uh, speaking to me, referred to Rotary as the uh, the world's best kept secret um, and that no one knows about it. So um, it's really difficult, I think, in my experience to find those individuals in your community. Um, when you do, they're amazing and they stick with it. Um, but they are really hard to hunt down sometimes. Uh, people tend to be very busy or just, you know, out of that spotlight when it comes to service. But it's it, it seems to be growing or it seems to be growing, not maybe not in membership, but definitely in popularity or um, understanding, especially uh, I think around my community that I've noticed, so. I think it's important to, to note that, you know, our, our Rotaract experience here in North America is very different than other parts of the world. So in parts of Africa, um, Asia, Rotaract, some Rotaract clubs outnumber the number of Rotary clubs in the district. Really? And, yeah. And so it's, I mean, in North America, we, we definitely struggle with um, being able to attract members. Um, the perception of Rotaract is very different. Um, in different areas of the world. It's, um, it's definitely seen as more prestigious and um, kind of a bit more elite in some parts, right? Whereas here, um, I think some of the things that we struggle with is um, geography. So a lot, a lot of our clubs in the district span more than one city. So we're not pulling from one city. My club pulls from three cities. Okay. So um, we, and we struggle just with that alone, right? And so it's, it's a very different dynamic that we, we have. And I mean, if we knew how to get people, I think we'd definitely be able to keep them. Okay. And do you think, uh, and I'm sorry, Lindsay, I didn't want to jump on you here, but do you think um, Zoom is maybe going to help help Rotaracts in the sense that you could, you know, you guys seem to be much more computer savvy than I would say half of my Rotary group that's in their 60s, 70s, and some even in their 80s. Do you think that this could actually help this COVID thing? The silver lining is to get Rotaractors on the web? Um, personally, I don't know if having it all online really makes it better at all. Um, okay. I think having it all online has caused a lot of issues for Rotaract clubs for that connection, you know, cause we talked about that a lot earlier, that connection that we get from being together. And it, it's almost like, um, like an aura or something, or you just, you get energized and excited being together and you're happy to be face to face. And I think Honestly, the Zoom aspect of it, I think it has drained a lot of that excitement and that energy for a lot of Rotaractors. Um, me personally, I did online school during the summer. And when you have 
online school during the day and then a Rotaract meeting and then somebody your continuous else invites Zoom you. Life. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're, and then you're like, Oh, go to this rotary conference. Oh, it's online. Or, Oh, this Rotaract conference is coming up. It's all on zoom. And it just, me personally, I've found it draining almost. It's kind of taken the excitement out of it in some aspects. I mean, I still love what I do and I still obviously want to be a part of it, but I think, I don't think it's making it any easier to bring people into it. Like, how do you convince somebody that goes to school for eight hours a day on the computer online to be like, oh, come to this other hour long meeting and join this club where we can't get together and do the things we normally do? Like, how do you market that? How do you make that um, seem fun to be a part of? So I think, I don't, I don't think the online aspect has made it any easier. Yeah, come to a podcast on a Friday night. <laughs> no, I think the funny thing, it's, it's made it harder for Rotaract clubs to get that connection because that's, I mean, I think that's really what we feed off of is getting to be together and be with those people that have the same passions as you. Yeah, and I, I will speak for Rotarians when we say it hasn't been easy on this end either. And uh, I have an incredibly social club and we love each other very, very much. We consider ourselves a big family. And, you know, I see some of them just the other day and I know they were there socially distant, but it's like, oh, I miss hugs. I keep telling them all the time. What do I miss the most? I miss hugging my friends and saying, how you doing? It's so good to see you. How are you feeling? You know? So I, I, I think that is a, uh, a generational drawback right now, <laughs> whether you're an interact or rotor act or a, a Rotarian. So I know it is Friday and I won't, I won't take up all of your nights and I thank you so much for you guys to be here, but I, I do have a bit of fantasy for you. Let's say Jennifer Jones is on with us and she is uh, of course next year's international president, our first woman ever. So we have a huge amount of change coming and you have her ear. And she is sitting here in front of all three of you, and she wants to know what she can do to keep to keep Rotaract strong. What do you suggest to her? What you've got her ear. What what does she need to hear from you? Anything that would really help you guys? I mean, I think I can start in just um, continuing to be an advocate for Rotaract. Right. Um, we've had some great um, past international presidents and I mean, our current international president, Holger, they've yeah. all um, amazing advocates for Rotaract and and really sharing our our story and being able to provide us with a platform so that we can we can show the rest of Rotary what we can do. And I think really that's the best thing that she can continue doing for us. Right. Is providing more opportunities for us to be on that stage um, where we can share our ideas. Yeah, I think going off of Phoenix, I think having that platform would be incredible considering, you know, moving into paying dues and kind of being seen more equal, you know, being called Rotarians now and making it seem like we're equal. It'd be really nice to kind of have it come full circle. So if we are equal, like we should get to share the same amount of stories that like rotary clubs get to share, whether that's on the website or the magazine that we see, you know, like you should see just as much Rotaract and interact that you do rotary. Um, So definitely 
that platform and advocating for us and allowing us to share our voices, right, and be heard. I think that's a huge thing, so. Is there not a Rotaract magazine of any kind? Not officially from Rotary International. So there are um, ones that get published through multi-district information organizations. So they're kind of just groups of Rotaract districts. Mm -hmm. Um, So they, they have some, but there's nothing official from RI. What about you, Billy? If you've got, you've got Jennifer's ear. Okay. I mean, in the, in the three years, three and a half years that I've been in Rotaract, um, I've noticed every year a little bit more, sorry, my dog's being annoying, um, <laughs> that um, we get a little bit more and more involvement from Rotaractors. Um, I've noticed at the district level, you know, be it the conferences or the assemblies, every year you see more Rotaract faces, you hear more um, from them as speakers and they get more floor space, I think, every year. And so just maintaining that momentum and keeping your ears open when road actors speak, letting us tell our stories, giving us those seats, taking those seats at our tables as well. It's really important. Yeah. I, I, I like I, like Phoenix and I said, I, I met Phoenix as at an assembly. Um, I don't know if there was any voices of you at, at international conference. I assume you were all invited to international conference. And um, is there I know you said, I know you said Phoenix that you are, I'm sorry, my email is going pingy there. Um, I know Phoenix, you said you had a district uh, position. Is there an international position for Rotaract? Is there an international president? Uh, Okay. So there's no Rotaract international president. Okay. But there's, there's definitely, uh, especially this past year, there's huge leaping bounds in terms of Rotaract representation. So what I mean by that, I mean, I'm one of six Rotaractors on the um, Rotary International Rotaract Committee. And kind of what we do is we review um, policy from the code of conduct and stuff and, and look at how the language can be changed to incorporate Rotaract um, more. And we um, also plan the International um, Rotaract uh, Pre-Convention. And then um, they've added Rotaractors to different committees at the um, international level. So there's um, two Rotaract representatives to the board of directors. Um, There's a Rotaractor um, that represents the um, uh, Rotary Foundation. So she sits on that. Um, They've got uh, Rotaractors uh, on the membership communications committees. Um, And so they're really expanding um, their reach in terms of having Rotaractors involved. That's great. So I'll, I'll start wrapping it up here, you guys, because I know like we, like uh, Lindsay was just saying, this is what are her eighth or ninth Zoom Jamie. thing today. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, what'd I say? Lindsay, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. That's another interview. So, so audience, <laughs> that's another interview. So I'll tell you that this isn't my first Zoom call today either. <laughs> So well, then, Lindsay, I'll pick on you, and and I'll say I'll I'll ask you that if if I was in my twenties, which was a long time ago, when I was in my twenties, and I heard that you did this Tri City Rotaract thing, what would you say to to ask me to come? Like, what what's your what's your pitch? For oh being- my goodness, <laughs> I think the elevator pitch is something that I'm still trying to work on, but. Um, Honestly, trying to ask people to come, I would say, 
you know, we are a group of young professionals, some students, some that have full-time jobs. Um, and in our spare time, we get together and we try to make a difference in our local community. So we represent three communities, um, Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam, and Port Moody. Um, we do things all the way from RibFast to um, Pause for a Cause with the SPCA. So we do lots of local things um, and love giving back to our community and getting together and sharing our values with each other and sharing what we do together. So that would probably be <laughs> my, of my elevator pitch. <laughs> you, know, you know, quite good. I bet you Lindsay's wouldn't have been nearly as good as that one. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Billy, what's your what's your elevator pitch? Um, well, not not much of an elevator pitch. I'm not too good with words, and so usually what I do is I in, invite them out to a service project and then reel them in from there. Um, we do small little projects in our community about every other week. Um, wow! Place of meetings. So we have a meeting one week, a uh, little service project the next, and so inviting new potential members to those and getting them. And what's involved. a what's a little service project? You know, during the summer we like to be outside, so we do a lot of park and beach cleanups. We've done uh, an invasive species poll a couple times. Um, just anything that we can do for you know this summer, socially distanced while outside, enjoying the weather and enjoying the area around us. Um, inviting potential members out to do that kind of stuff really ignites that we are a service club. We like to serve our community and give back. And if you're down with that, then join us for our meeting next week, you know? That's awesome. Wow. And Phoenix, what would be your pitch? Um, I mean, I think it kind of evolves depending on who I talk to, but um, it's something along the lines of, you know, uh, we're a passionate group of individuals that are able to pursue um, our passions where it comes to uh, service above self. But one of the things that I always like to kind of include in my discussion is, you know, what makes you passionate? Like, what's what's your passion? And, you know, did you know that Rotary can, can solve that, right? Or like help that? Um, and really un understanding, you know, if someone's willing to have a conversation with me about Rotary, um, being able to say um, or relate how Rotary can be incorporated into, into their lives. Yeah, a passionate group of individuals. Now, I find that very interesting because I've done quite a few of these podcasts. And whether they are young or old, everybody says we're a very passionate group. So if that's the word that unites us, maybe the other stuff will just all come in line. And, uh, and I will say, speaking for myself, the future of Rotary looks really bright if you are three representatives of it so i thank you for your time tonight i thank you for fitting this in as another zoom meeting and i thank you for opening up my eyes i didn't really know what rotaract was and like i said if this is if you are future rotarians like me i i think i'm i'm in rotary's in really good hands so congratulations and thank you for being a part of the podcast thank you so much thank you yay <laughs> You're done. That it. wasn't too hard, was it? That was great. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, forgive me, guys. I had to throw in the little outtake at the end. But you really did do a great job. And I stand by my statement saying that if you are the future of Rotary, Rotary is in really good hands. So, do you remember those questions I asked you at the beginning of this podcast? Let's just narrow it down to the last one, shall we? Do you know Rotaract? Do you know a Rotaractor? If you don't, 
then I challenge you, reach out. Go to a Zoom Rotaract meeting. Find out what's going on with that local Rotaract group in your community. And best of all, if you think you have some youth, not youth, if you think you have some young adults that think that Rotaract might be a place for them to go, then encourage them. Have them join you at the Zoom meeting. Who knows, there could be a new Rotaractor or a new Rotaract group right around the corner from you very soon. Well, just like that, we've reached the end of our podcast. As usual, if you like this podcast, please tell a friend, have them download and subscribe. As you well know, that makes it easier for others to find it. And if you have a Rotarian that I should know about, or if you have a great story that you think would make a great podcast, tell me, won't you? You can reach me at RotarianPod at gmail.com. All right, that wraps up the podcast for this week. Until next week, wear a mask, take care of yourself and the world around you, and we'll hear you next time on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye-bye.